absolutely merciful. Right, did you catch that? He's absolutely just, but he's also absolutely merciful. Wow, divine judgment is just because God has provided a way out of judgment. So if you look at chapter 15, verse one. Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and amazing, seven angels with seven plagues, which are the last, for with them the wrath of God is finished. Chapter 16, verse 17. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple from the throne, saying, it is done. Now the John that wrote the book of Revelation is the same John who wrote the gospel of John. And when you read, it is finished. And when the seven churches gathered on the Lord's day to hear this, this letter written, remember, we can't make it mean something to us that didn't mean to them. When they heard, it is finished. What do you think they were thinking of? Knowing that this came from John. What were they thinking? They were thinking of John chapter 19, verse 30, that says, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. So what's finished? Everything that needs to be done for unholy sinners to enter into a relationship with the holy God. What's finished? Everything that needs to be done about sin. See, what is finished in the cross is the judgment of sin of those who have come to Jesus. So at the cross, God's burning zeal for what is right, perfectly coupled with his hatred for evil, came together to save sinners. That in other words, he's telling you in this chapter that there is a way out of the wrath to come. There, there's a way that we can be spared from all this and it's to throw ourselves on the cross where God's mercy was extended to us through Jesus. So the voice that cries out from the throne is finished as he delivers judgment on this earth is the same voice who cried out from the cross. It's finished, it's done. The, the one who sends forth the angels with bowls of wrath is the same one who sent his son so that all who believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So, so I ask you today, what is your response? Listen to me, if you're not a Christian in here, one day you will stand in the presence of this holy God. As this world melts away, as his wrath is complete, you'll stand before him and what will you be clothed in? Are you gonna stand there with your, your good intentions? Your, your good works? Your good deeds? Friends, it won't be enough. It won't be. It won't be. It's only those who are clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ who will escape the wrath that is to come. Warning, warning, repent. Trust in Jesus. And then Christians, listen, some of us need to change. What does he say in verse 15? He's coming like a thief. The time is short. You don't know when he's coming. And so some of us, listen, I believe we know Jesus, but we've been living for the wrong things. And so today, would you repent? Would you realize that, 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 that you don't have that much time? And quit wasting your time on all the trivial things of this world that can never satisfy and instead turn to Jesus. And then what I would tell us is the rest of us here in just a moment, we need to stand and sing. We're gonna sing an old song called Rock of Ages and there's a great line in it, right? Right, rock of ages cleft for me that Christ has provided a cleft in which we may hide from the wrath of God. 
And the line that we're fixing to sing is loaded with meaning. Be of sin the double cure, safe from wrath, and then make me pure. That means that if we trusted in Jesus on the final day, we will have safety from God's wrath. If you're a believer, there is no wrath left for you. Jesus took it. He absorbed it. And we do not have to be afraid of that day. Instead, we get to stand in the righteousness of Jesus and be like, hey man, I get in, not because I was amazing, not because I was wonderful, I get in because what Jesus did. But then it also says to make me pure. So that means that in our day-to-day life, it's the very thing that makes us more like Jesus. Because as we dwell on that sacrifice and we dwell on the fact that it's finished, it does something to our heart, doesn't it? It changes us and it makes us want to be more like the one who bled so that we could be saved. So let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for all that you've given us. I thank you for your word. Father, even though I know at times it's uncomfortable, I know at times we, we cringe because we don't want to talk about wrath and we don't want to talk about a cranky God. But Father, your wrath is not an arbitrary thing. In fact, it's, it's a part of your character. That, that you are holy and you have a zeal for everything that is right and you have a perfect hatred of everything that is evil. So help us to know that today. And so I pray uh, for those in the room who don't know you that today as the gospel was preached, that Father, they would come in under the blood, that they would hide themselves in the cleft of the rock of Jesus Christ so that on that final day, there would be no wrath for them and that they would trust in you so that they would find somebody today, me or Joe or a friend, and, and just say, hey, I need Jesus. For the rest of us as believers, maybe some of us just need to repent today. Maybe we're living for the wrong things and we know it and we just need to reorient our thinking back around Jesus. And then I pray that we could just stand and sing with all we've got today to the rock of ages who bled for us, who died so that we don't have to fear that final day. But instead, we can stand clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ and sing the song of Moses and the Lamb. We love you, Jesus, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Would you please stand?